0: Mr. Fox. Hello, Scotty. I always hear the echo of the pa da ringtone in the background, and that's how I know that you're ignoring me.
1: It's because when you, when you call me, I ensure that every device rings to make sure I never miss your call.
0: <laughs> so you can ignore me multiple times.
1: <laughs> I can feel that I am ignoring John six times right now. <laughs> it's
0: like calling my mom. It's like I don't know whether I'm going to talk to her on
1: her watch or... <laughs> or various computers or ipads or phones yeah that's always a dilemma with facetime is it when you accidentally answer on the wrong device but well, and when i call you make the problem of accidentally answering and to begin with so i think i sort of pick up the phone and accidentally press the uh, oh i press the green phone button that's no good yeah, see, there we are. FaceTime, FaceTime feature is you need to be able to transfer a call from one device to another when you answer it on the wrong device. Well, Scotty... We Face, FaceTime team needs to get on with that. I'll, I'll make sure they get on with it.
0: Scotty, you've been in California for
1: now like two weeks or something. Have you already turned blonde and blue-eyed and started surfing? I am, and uh, my muscles are rippling, and uh, you know I have a, a, that sort of a the figure of... A, of, of yeah, someone very toned and uh, muscular and um, I look 30 years younger. Wow, that is the power of being a software <laughs> engineer. <laughs> Something like that anyway. Uh, I mean, you've been in California since, what, the early 90s. What went wrong? I know, I just keep
0: looking worse as the
1: days go on. <laughs> it was too much of that to begin with. So, how has your week in California been? Uh, it's been great, grand and glorious-ish. Um and uh it's i've i've
0: been bouncing back and forth between solving back end problems uh in order to add the necessary support i need to do some new front end stuff and i thought that i was all you know uh, working on a project where i thought okay we're all done but there was another round of testing and saying yeah did you think about this and this was uh, a combination of of our human testers asking for us, like, "Hey, you know, how have you been testing with deep links? Um, these are app specific links uh, in our app." Um, and uh, and I thought that, yeah, no, we got that all covered. Um, but then I, yeah, I, I made one for him, and then I, I made some others, and I said, before I send him these other ones, I, I might should test myself to see exactly what happens, and. Um, uh, it actually did not work the way it was supposed to have worked. I can't really kind of reveal the details, but um, suffice to say, it 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 it, would, it revealed some problem. And I thought to myself, "Oh, feces! You know, I've totally let down you know the project because you know I'll be the only platform that didn't handle this case." And but then I talked to some other people. It's like, "Oh, I didn't think about that. Let me try. Nope, that doesn't work either." And it's like, "Oh well, surely you know the web." <laughs> The web must handle this properly, and I went to talk to the web guy. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's not quite right." <laughs>
1: so, you know, that's that's the bad that's the bad news. The good news is that so you took it from a little little problem you had to being a company wide problem, something like that.
0: Um, but you know, that's that's the bad news. The good news is is that it, actually, when the, when there is a a large problem like that. Um, then it, it becomes a, a problem to be solved. Usually in one place, it's still the the jury's still out whether whether there's one universal way to do it. And I, again, I can't really say the specifics of it, but it has to do with answering a question about a video I can I can go this far answering a question about a video but but there since you can ask lots of questions about a video it, it's kind of like a mother may I situation it's like is there is there something about this video and then the person who's asking for it that should short circuit a lot of further questions and then how should we handle the 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 the, the denial gracefully um and so uh it it's it, i i i can fill in details uh later um after after this thing ships but it 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 really has a lot more to do as as always with with kind of thinking about the the product as a whole and the user experience as a whole, especially in a service where you can access it from multiple devices um which i find actually rather interesting because the none none of the software bits of engineering or the bits of software engineering are, are unto themselves. Terribly difficult. It's what we, I think, have hammered hammered on, and and this, interestingly enough, is a problem whether you're in indie or working as a, a you know an overpaid fat guy in in a in a in a in a big company like me. Um, both, you know, I want to say, one of those things are true. At least one of those things is true. Um, <laughs> but you you know what i'm getting at it, it, <laughs> it,
1: it, it, <laughs> ans, ans, answers on a postcard too <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but you know what i'm saying it's like you know, deciding what you actually have to do is much more difficult than the actual implementation of something and d- just arriving at the at the the correct choice is, is not obvious and it's kind of hard to arrive at the the right choice without trying a couple of things first and you just have to get used to that um and sometimes you'll try and, and solve a problem and you'll think, well, this may or may not be the, the 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 one that's chosen, but it also brings up some other the the, the solution to this problem may hint at the the clue for some of those and and one of the issues that came up um that had to do with with alerts and errors and warnings and how you do it because you know the standard uh you know u i alert panel i don't really like it i mean it's like on the one hand it has the advantage, it's very easy uh to implement. But I find it very, very disturbing. It's kind of like a boing, boing, boing right in the middle of the screen, and it just it, it it works if the problem is like a catastrophic error, meaning like let's say that you've run into a, a network error. Um, then yeah, you don't expect to see that all the time. But some types of uh, alerts and warnings um, need to be a lot a lot more subtle. And like one of the things that we implemented, and I'm I'm proud of it, is the um, there is a a coming soon um, feed that exists in the app. It's its own tab. And so uh, there could be coming soon Titles you know for for something that's coming on the service or let's say a new season that's coming on service, and so there's a feature which allows you to to say hey i'd like to be reminded and so after you know after you tap on the on the remind me button there's a beautiful lottie animation which I'm proud of that um, changes the the alert bell into a checkbox to indicate that you've that that uh, you know that that you've chosen to to receive a push notification about it. But it also, in order to give a little bit more context, there's a little drop-down, kind of very pleasant animation from the very top of the screen, which we had just used before to to indicate that there's no network connection. We extended it to be able to to, to be a more general-purpose alert. Um, with a title and a message, and you can change the color and so on and so forth. But I think it's very pleasant because it just says something you need to, to get said, and it doesn't completely, it's not a modal panel that blocks everything else. Um, so I really like that. So I I, I coded up a, a proposed solution for the problem that I was alluding to earlier, and uh, not knowing what the text would be, I, I kind of put it in a branch and, and uh, uh, just put in some some placeholder text that's somewhat snarky uh and people expect that from me and I sent it around and I said oh yeah we should ship it just like that which is not not the case but it's fun to do it but um it which leads me to another rant this is all connected things but Uh, I like Slack a lot, but Slack sucks for some things, and the thing it really sucks for, and if if any of our fractional listener works at Slack or has any connection with Slack, y'all need to to put a little bit of effort into how you handle QuickTime. I think I may have complained about this before, but I I wish to complain about it again. It's just, you make a screen recording, you put it on Slack, and it's just god-awful how it's handled. Um, and it makes it so that people just, if they're looking at the at a, a video that's posted uh, on a mobile device, the chances of them ever watching your video is pretty small because it just has this little you know placeholder that says file from iOS. It's completely useless. Doesn't it ignores the fact that you can actually get a placeholder image very very easily from a QuickTime movie. It's just anyway. So I I did that. And ho- and the people who did reply are the people I know who use it on the desktop because at least there it images uh, much larger and they, they, they for whatever reason on on desktop they they go to the trouble of of, of getting a, a poster frame of of the video. Um, anyway,
1: you asked me how I was. That was the stream of conscious of how I am, how I is. That's um, yeah, that was fairly out there straight away. I mean, so so far we've made demands of the FaceTime team mm-hmm. uh, and we've just made demands of the of the slack team mm-hmm. uh so okay so a couple of things you said there um i think about you know decision making that's uh decision making often defines uh and how decisions are made the a company or, or a group of people that you work for um you know i tend to find I me mean, in being a, a, a an independent well a contractor um I've worked from a range of sort of like startups through to large corporates. And I I guess I could say that, you know, know, both making decisions too quickly without uh, understanding the ramifications of them or making decisions too slowly are both uh, major problems often in projects. Um, Leaving decisions too long means you run out of time. Uh, often, or you're now trying to do things too short and making them too quickly means you 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 don't necessarily investigate properly and you're in there. So actually, good good decision making processes and understanding how to make a good decision and make it in a timely manner is you know I would say a very important skill of project management and software development, which unfortunately is probably again like many things to talk about on this uh, podcast one of the weaker ones out there um, in, in, in many teams that go on. Um, so, yeah, so interesting you're talking about you know, having to make decisions about things. And and I think especially in lots of places when those decisions become cross-team or even worse, cross-department, and maybe in the very worst case, cross-company, <laughs> um, yeah, all, all hell can break loose. So uh, uh, I have uh, been on a number of projects that have failed miserably through bad decision making which is uh has nothing to do with the final engineering but um unfortunately engineers often get blamed because they don't ship on time or they ship something bad but actually you know that problem was created a long time ago or uh, with with bad decisions so there we are folks learn how to make good decisions any recommendations on how to make a good decision? What would your if I asked you that question? What would your initial response be? Well, it's interesting you should say
0: that because uh, I had the chance to to hear from. Uh, there was a presentation. This is something I'm, I'm you know, I, I I very much appreciate the fact that uh, we we do a lot of of kind of education a, a, at work. I, big companies tend to do this if they're smart, you know, so they can invite academics or experts, authors to come in and, and, and give talks. But I heard a really ex- Excellent talk about, uh, you know, about the value of diversity. And there's this is something that's much discussed these days in, in corporate America, and it l- literally comes down to is like, you know, do, do the people who are in your company who are making decisions about about product. Um, Look like the the people who are using it, and if you are a global company, then that better mean does your company is it really composed of people from around the world? Because if it's not, you can't possibly you know meet the meet the desires and needs of a global audience. Um, and so, but that that holds true for for it doesn't. You don't have to be a global company. You just need to to if your if your product or, or services is. Targeted as humans, you should have as wide variety of humans as possible designing it and and, and making decisions about how it gets to, you know built and deployed. Um. And so a lot of a lot of that really came down to you know people saying that, and then they would say, okay, it's the right thing to do, and then people would say, well, why? And so this this discussion was was somebody who really has a, a kind of you know a data driven decision process background, um, and did lots of things with with game theory and and, and probability and statistics and and and, and analyzed. Um, how how people uh, make choices and make decisions and make you know decisions about you know about how something is or how something should be, and uh, for a data driven company like Netflix or any company that does A B testing, which is to say any consumer company, any consumer product company in the universe, you do lots of tests to, to be able to to see you know should this idea work you know or you know here's a hypothesis about something we might do, and and so. Uh, there's been some, some training and some discussions in classes that I've taken about this very topic. And the, the speaker uh, who, who spoke about it, uh, you know, at at a talk I I went to the other day, um, looked at, well, can you, can you quantify the value of having a diverse team of people doing it? And then they did a bunch of research and it was very interesting. He says, well, you know, you could look at, at academic research as a, as a perfect example. And, uh, and and you could look at kind of the 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 wisdom of the crowd and they said that that you know if you were to ask if you had a, a group of 30 people and you say what is the weight of this steer this you know what is the the color of this thing you know some kind of guessing um the chances of you being of of coming to the the right guess increases by the more number of people you ask that seems kind of intuitive um but they said that that really when you're talking about about making a a decision about about what you you should do it's it's all the, the the more the the wider the life experiences that you have, the more perspectives you'll have on a problem, and uh the the, the better chance you have of arriving at a, at a good decision, whether you define good as accurate in terms of what something is or kind of you know useful in terms of making a choice that will please more people um, and i I found it fascinating and it's what's funny about it is that it it should seem completely intuitive to people, um, but I guess it it's not. Or people ignore that, thinking, well, it, you know, I don't. You don't necessarily have to have all sorts of people. You just need to be sensitive about other people. But I don't think that's it. You know, I think that that you really, unless unless your team that's building a product for the world looks like the world, you're not going to
1: build a product that's going to please the world, <laughs> for whatever de- definition of world you want to come up with. See, that's a an interesting problem because. Basically, uh, I think everything that happens in business often works against that because um, you know, you know, when you're working in somebody's office or going to some sort of meeting, uh, you know, as part of a company, uh, you know, if you walk into a room with twenty five people, your chances of getting a decision at that meeting are virtually zero. Whereas when you walk into a room with three people, your chances of getting a decision are, you know. A lot higher, however, as you said, the quality of that decision, where there's only three people, may be not very good because it's not diverse enough or um uh, inclusive enough of, of of the wider the wider things so even though we may agree that um the more opinions and experience and um you know uh understanding of how things fits into different contexts, you can get into decision making the the better the final decision might be. However, getting more people to come to a decision, because uh, getting people to agree and compromise on what they think and whatever else is quite difficult, and the more people you introduce, the more factors of this person will disagree with that bit or this bit or whatever, to come to a decision becomes harder. So we sort of almost work against ourselves. We form smaller teams because it's faster at decision-making, but by forming smaller teams for decision-making – we possibly end up with worse decisions. So it's like, you know, it's a that's a, a but tough, really, isn't it?
0: <laughs> that is, and that's a, that is an interesting paradox. And again, since we 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 talk about bridging the you know our experiences, having been indie solo developers and 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 working for large companies it's interesting because you know if somebody says well you know i'm a one man shopper or two woman shopper or you know four person shopper how am i going to make a decision about how something's supposed to work for a global audience and the answer is that well you might not be able to i mean but 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 on the other hand if you're at least aware of the the, the problem that that could make all the difference in the world and and it, it, it i'm still reminded of of when Michelle obama Gave a talk at, at at WWDC a couple of years ago, and and how how much I still remember of it. But the thing that really stood out is is it really just came down to is like if you're not if you're not going to understand us, don't try to sell to us. I mean, it was it was one of the messages that was given, and it was just talking about the you know it was an example about like you know. How, Parents, for instance, and particularly kind of harried moms. And, and and I just remember it as saying, like, you may not experience it until you experience yourself or at least observe it. You're you're not going to understand it about how you know you've got to do five things at once, and you may only have one hand to operate the the device because the other hand is trying to keep your kid from from you know running into the street and getting run, you know hit by a bus. And that's a bit of an extreme example, but I think the, you, you can imagine what I'm talking about. I you've lived it. I definitely live it when you're responsible for another life, and yet you know your your phone is this device without which you probably can't you know manage modern life. And so then that 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 Speaks to the 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 need is is your interface really really clear and simple and and can you break a, a series of interactions into very very simple steps that that can be you know acted upon with a single gesture um, and and I thought that was very interesting and so that was a case where anybody who would have been in the audience they don't necessarily need to, to 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 be a parent they don't necessarily need to be in that position but at least need to be made aware of it and I think that that's that's where you can bridge the the divide whether you are you know a small number of decision makers who are entrusted to make a decision on behalf of a larger team at a huge company or you know an indie shop there are definitely ways that you can open yourself up to to the experiences of others but you really have to make an effort
1: to do so so that uh, raises more you know interesting questions again to, to say someone like me who's uh, part of a small company developing a piece of software or say you're an indie or whatever and you have a piece of software and it has a certain size of user base but it's obviously you know you want it to grow you need it to expand you know do you listen to what your current user base is saying um because these are people who are already using your application therefore they've they've in some way must have um fit with some of the decisions you've already made or should you be talking to people who don't use your application because they're not using it for a reason, it might be just because they've not heard of it, in which case that comes back to marketing, but that's a different different thing. Let's say that it's people who have, have looked at it. And so do you keep listening to the people who are using or do you start trying to find people who aren't using and find out why they're not using your application? And then, you know, when you come up again with, you know, we don't use your application because A, but, you know, the other people over here are saying we use your application because of A. <laughs> I guess that's, at that point, you know, what is your ethos, what is your, you know, what is it that, I, I guess if you definitely believe in A and other people are asking for B, then you stick with A, but if you're just trying to do an app that does something and you're not really, you just want it to do it the best way and you're not too fussed if it does A or B as long as it gets the job done, do you now make it do A and B or, you know, there's, it's just so many factors involved in here again about who you listen to. So I think from that talk from Michelle Obama about, you know, don't, sell to us unless you're prepared to understand us you know that raises a whole bunch of questions of how do you understand people who you don't have any contact with you have contact with your current users so you've obviously got some understanding with them you must have connected but you know how how do you because marketing is about talking at people whereas we're, we're actually trying to get people to talk to us um which really most of us aren't geared up to do uh or even sometimes prepared to do and when we are how do you do that i mean we're all bored of online surveys and i don't trust the results of online surveys anyway because then you have to ask certain questions and as soon as you frame a question in a certain way you've sort of already decided what type of answers you can or can't get just by the way you've asked the question so even that becomes quite hard so this is actually a pretty um pretty deep and complicated area really that um I'm sure there must be lots of good stuff. Okay, here, if, if anyone knows of good stuff on how to gain opinions without influencing those opinions, how to get information from people you don't necessarily have the connections with, we'd love to hear about some resources because I think this is um, quite an interesting challenge. If only there was a fractional
0: listener who may have provided, uh, who may have worked at ad agencies out there in the London area that might have some knowledge about this. Hint, hint to fractional listener that
1: who should know who they are. <laughs> I hope so, because there's only, only one of four people to work out for <laughs> <That's true. laughs> it's, 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 All four are sat there now thinking, oh, no, you have to hope it's their turn to listen, though. <laughs> if it's not their <laughs> turn to listen. Yeah, but this, this, <laughs> is, this, this is a great thing, though, Scotty.
0: It's like, because because, you know... Every one of our fractional listeners saying, well, that might describe me, but I'm not certain, but I I better remind other fractional listeners. It's possible that there could be an upswell of fractional listeners on Twitter saying, hey, fractional listener, listen to make sure that this is not you, in which case it's your responsibility to come up with an answer. But we have to have at least one fractional listener listening for that to, 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 to be of any hope.
1: Maybe maybe we should make sure the uh, the fractional listeners have a Slack channel. They can tell each other what happened in episode if it's not for them, yeah. but for one of the others. Yeah. But then again, they wouldn't be able to do it with any um, QuickTime files because that doesn't work properly. And you've already annoyed anyone who works for Slack. And, so and and don't try to,
0: <laughs> and don't try to communicate using FaceTime because they will never answer.
1: <laughs> so uh, I've been uh, working this week on uh, some some stuff on the Mac and. Um, I have a, a, a particular screen, and an application that uh, has the, let's say, the illusion of presenting some text, um, but this text is actually, uh, it, it's not from a text view or a label. It well, it is, it's actually uh, you know, a, a, a stack view of lots of different views, and those views contain a mixture of labels and text views. Uh, which build themselves up to give the appearance of a single unified piece of text, so as far as the user's concerned it's just uh some editable text um but i've been trying to uh work on uh, find and replace for this stuff today, so up comes the old magic class n s text finder, uh, which has been around for a long long time, and uh n s text finder implements the the sort of UI that you might see if you if you used something like um, text edit and you pressed command f to find and you get the little little bar that comes down and you can either have the text in to do the search or it can have a text in the replace stuff in with with arrows okay so that that UI is implemented by a class called n s text finder um, now n s text finder needs a couple of things it needs a container um, in which to uh, put that UI um, uh, which has to match a certain protocol um, and ns text view and ns scroll view both um, will implement that protocol so you don't need to worry too much and it also needs uh, what it calls a client which is um, uh, has the ns text view client protocol I think it is it's something like that which is how it tells you know when you're doing the find it's it's it gets certain information from, and sends information back. So it basically, it's looking for um, the text it needs to search to get it from it, and then it sends back a whole bunch of ranges where it's found stuff, so that the client can mark up um, where the, the the things that it's finding are. Now, in the case of again, NS Text View, uh, naturally is a um, NS Text Finder client. So if you're just using NS uh, Text Finder with a single NS Text View, it all works magically, and basically that's what Text Edit is uh, <coughs> doing in many ways. But of course, once you're um, you know using something that is where your text is actually spread out all over the place, and it's only got the appearance of a single um, uh, piece of text, you now have to Sort of uh, do all the work of the NS text view uh, text finder client yourself to give it strings to search and take ranges back that it gives you from that string and then calculate them back into where they should be in your individual views within the stack view or maybe within the text views within the stack views and um, do it out there. And this is one of those cases where uh, there is some documentation for this stuff, but it's like. Um, uh it's like a lot of documentation and this isn't just about Apple documentation, this is just about documentation in general. The documentation really makes sense when you already know what you're doing. <laughs> and it makes less sense when you don't, because there's something you you're missing. And so I was thinking someone must have done a demo app of doing something like this. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's, you know, got two or three text views in it, or or whatever, it doesn't matter to do it. And you know, I cannot believe in in all the history of mac developments that i can't find anybody anywhere who has done a sample using this thing in anything other than a single text view um even though this protocol is there um and and it's not because i can't get it working because the point is i can get 99% of it working you know it did just you just follow the stuff and do it but then it's like that those little niggles of the two percent, or the one or the percent of the stuff that doesn't seem to quite work right, it doesn't work the same way it does when you're just doing it against a single text view. But working out why that is, what have I just about got wrong? What am I? What am I misunderstanding? To to not get those little bits to work has been um, an incredible frustration. Uh, so again, I guess another pill. If anyone, I'm, I'm doubting anybody of our fractional listeners is has done this stuff. But um, yeah, so it's 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 one of those. Now, what do I do type of things? Because I've read the documentation. I understand the documentation. I've implemented how I feel I get it. I've spent some time messing around with it, but I can't quite get it to work. And there are no examples out there to help me. So this is now where you move into, do I just keep randomly changing things till I get it to work or just break a bit more? Um, which is the obvious answer. So, so John, I come to you in your old age for your wisdom of the strategy I should now be taking.
0: And the answer is just keep fiddling with it
1: until it works. But
0: are, are you done? Can I, can I?
1: Or no, no, that's it. I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's there. It's um. I guess the thing is here is a reasonably complex class that has documentation, uh, but it it's there's no. No sample or example, really, of it using a complex case. Well, then you uh, should be the which... the one that that yeah. for the sake and love of the community actually
0: provides that. But but I I'm I, I'm I'm having a scotty 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 moment. But I'm wanting to know when I can, you know, do that. Go for it. Go for it. Oh, we'll run out of time. Yeah. So scotty 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 away. Scotty scotty scotty. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? I am now able to make a connection between. Um, Uh, the use of a text label and a stack view because I heard you mention both those classes, not really, you know, as concerns what you were talking about, but as concerns the mystery that may exist when something doesn't work and you can't figure out why. And then, you know, you look, uh, on the internet to try and find an answer to your problem. And, and unlike yours, mine had a happy ending. Can I
1: talk about that very quickly? Mine might still have a happy ending. Mine's only been right now. It involves you. It can't possibly it a have chance. a happy
0: ending.
1: <laughs> oh, that is true. Okay. All right. Uh, now that I'm Mr. Doom and Gloom is over, let's, let's go to Mr. Fairy Tale land <laughs> and have your happy ending. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Exactly.
1: So, uh, it was pointed out to me that, that uh,
0: the, it, we have these content advisory views, and I, I know I've, I've talked about this because uh, different countries have different requirements for explaining the levels of sex, drugs, and rock and roll that may exist in any one of our titles. And so uh, some countries have, have ratings boards that, that require the use of graphical icons to describe the rating level and the nature of, of what's in there. Um, and some titles, uh, especially if they're general purpose titles or general audience titles for Ie for kids, they don't have sex, drugs, and rock and roll warnings because there is no sex, drugs, and rock and roll in titles that are for for kids. Maybe rock and roll, but typically not. But anyway, uh, so in order to display these things, which is a mixture of, of of text labels and and an array of icons describing it in a stack view, because that's what stack views are good for these arbitrary self sizing elements. Um, that you can set up to, to to just, you know, work horizontally or vertically. Everything usually just works perfectly and until it doesn't. And I was having a problem where it was not working properly. And it just so happens that there are two ex-Apple people um, working on our team that joined recently. Um, and they didn't work on UI Stack View, uh, but they certainly used it plenty of times. And, and one was very, very, you know, when I was I was cursing under my breath as I want to do and everybody wears these noise-canceling headphones. So we forget that for those who don't or may not be wearing headphones at the time, what you may consider silent, you know, recitations of fuck, fuck, fuck um, can actually be audible to other people. And so the, the, the woman, Caro, who, who sits next to me and she like popped her head up, it's like, hey, do you need a second pair? of eyes like going actually i do and so we were going through this problem and uh, you know everything seemed to be set up just perfectly so but it was just not behaving properly there was a stack view that was a master stack view that was set up with horizontal alignment and to have equal centering so whichever object was you know item that's in there should size to itself and then there'd be an equal amount of spacing between the next items that are in there and then in in it the, the stack view itself contained another stack view which would hold an array of of icons which would also be self-sizing as as needed but when you only had one icon in that stack view that was in the you know held by the the parent stack view um things just not work out and we couldn't figure out why couldn't figure out why couldn't figure out why until she says well let's look at let's that's kind of do this thing in Xcode, which which prints you know the, the 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 view hierarchy and also moves the view hierarchy in such a way that it's much easier to focus on just that. And we saw that there was you know we could see the 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 um, uh, layout constraints that were automatically added. We can see that the the value was completely incorrect. Um, and so he says, "Well, just grab that bit of text and Google it." And usually when somebody says that, I'm like, "Ah, if it's too obscure, nobody will have it. But in this particular case, some absolutely upstanding citizen down in Australia, and I forget his name offhand, but I did tweet when I tracked down his name as the guy who uh, worked on Reveal, I think, at some point, Um, uh, had had filed an open radar, and as it turns out, if you have a, a UI text label that has a, a, a line count of zero, which means as many lines as is needed to fit the text, that is very ambiguous for a stack view and for a layout constraint because it just doesn't know how how big it will be in either either uh, direction. And so as a result, they, they end up creating a, a layout constraint, which is added on your behalf by the good folks at Apple or at least the authors of UI stack view. And that value can oftentimes be incorrect. And it took me a while to kind of traipse through and and figure out why thing why why I had set things up. I did remember that this particular view has to handle the case where there are an array of 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 icons describing the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and and when there's not. And in the case where there's not, there may be, you know, text that needs to go over multiple lines. Um and so i, I set it up in IB to have zero number of of lines, i.e. as many as you want. And in most cases, just one will do just fine. When there's one, um, everything sides perfectly. So the solution to the problem was to be able to determine whether whether uh, there it would be the case where there are icons and whether or whether it would be not, and then adjust the number of lines appropriately. Miraculously, everything started working, and the sun shone, and 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 the the, the 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 you know the guy got the girl and rode off into the sunset, and everything was happy. So that's our happy ending. So. The moral of the story is, and this perfectly lines up with what we started with, ask somebody else. Get a different set of eyes on the problem. (laughs) That will help you find the solution. And then ask somebody else on the Internet. And if you are persistent enough with it, you will find the solution. and And if you don't find the solution yourself, then suffer until you find the solution. But be a good human being, not like me, but like you, Scotty. And publish your results. This ties up everything beautiful. We can bring this Edison, you know, the, the, this episode
1: to a, a nice conclusion, can we not, Scotty? I feel we may have climaxed, John. We have, and we're spent. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone wishes to comment on that, where should they do that? To? Well, they can find me on Twitter. We're all
0: peaceful and helpful discourse takes place on the internet and you will find me as jembe that's dj embe like the west african drum and if they want to give you encouragement while you're slogging through this problem of
1: doing find and replace in an, an ns text view where might they they find you multiple ns text views in stack views that were there we are um, um uh, they may find me on twitter as well it's mac and of course they can get hold of both of us is Feedback at iDeveloper.co. Well, John, we've run a little long today. We've waffled on a bit, but I'm uh, um, hopefully there's been something of interest in there to some people. So uh, we won't hold them up any longer. We'll say thank you very much for listening, and until next time, you take care. <laughs> (音楽) ¶¶